welcome to another episode of Air Raid Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Josh, along with Theo. Hey, how's it going? And today we are doing uh, one of my favorite episodes of the offseason, and it's draft grades uh, based off of our recent rookie draft. We're going to go ahead and start off with some news before we get into that. Theo, you want to tell us what's going on? Yeah, not too much going on. I mean, everyone knows Aaron Rodgers' saga, Julio Jones' saga, Deshaun Watson's saga. Seems to be all the NFL world can talk about right now. Um, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think any of them get traded? Uh, I, think, play I think that Julio year? is getting traded. Um, I mean, he basically, he came out on live television and said he was gone. So that kind of that's pretty clear. I think Aaron Rodgers is coming back. Um, I think they're going to work out uh, an extension and pay him a bunch of money and bring him back in. Um, and I have no idea with Deshaun Watson. I don't know. I haven't I'm seen too on much him. on Watson as far as news goes. I thought I saw the recent report was um, they were potentially going to settle, uh, which would be huge for him. Uh, speaking on Rodgers, I initially thought for sure he would be gone. But I think the Packers hold all the leverage there. Um, based on what I'm seeing, if he were to sit out or threaten to retire, they could go after him for a chunk of money from the guaranteed portion they already gave him. Yeah, like $30 million or yeah. something. Right? And yeah. Rodgers isn't going to give that up. Um, and I think he's too competitive of a player to retire, you know, but when he's playing at an elite level, you know. Absolutely. Speaking real quick on Julio, do you have a favorite landing spot? Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, I think, would be a great spot for him. Um, <laughs> I think with Matt Ryan, he could be elite. Uh, yeah, I would prefer that he not get traded. But favorite landing spot, I have two that I'll mention. Uh, first one is Green Bay. Uh, yeah. Number one, I think that would immediately bring Rodgers back into the fold. And I think that could be like an insanely good spot for Julio um, with Julio and Devante. They're probably still going to double Devante. And so Julio and single coverage, like I can't even, I can't imagine that. Um, and my second one would actually be Tennessee. And uh, in part, because I think that they will, he'll still see lighter coverage than he would other places, you know, because again, AJ Brown is lead. Um, they kind of have to stack the box. They can't just have light boxes versus Derrick Henry all the time. No. So I think he'll have opportunity, and I think that Julio would change the way that offense operates. I don't think they would just do everything the same and just, you know, replace Corey Davis with Julio. I think that, that it would get a little more pass-happy, and I think that would be a great spot. Plus the defense is, like, you get to play Houston twice and Jacksonville twice, and, you know, the Colts are good, but... I, yeah, so Green Bay and Tennessee. There was 157 vacated targets between Corey Davis and Johnny Smith. And right yeah, now that's... they don't have a phenomenal replacement. Josh Reynolds, they drafted uh, Fitzpatrick. Um, they have uh, Anthony Ferkser. Give all so those Julio, targets to Julio. If Julio Everyone. comes in there, I think it is a game changer. That would be my, as a Titans fan, that is my top landing spot. But I even think for fantasy purposes, it's not a bad landing spot. No, it's a really good one. I like it. So that's all for the news. Obviously, we'll keep monitoring and see what happens with those three. But let's go ahead and jump into uh, the draft grades. So the way that we do this is kind of we went um, team by team. 
and put together grades for individual picks. And Theo and I both have our own separate draft grades for each team. And we're going to kind of go through them and talk about them a little bit and go from there. Uh, the very first team is you, Theo. You had the 101. You took Trevor Lawrence to no one's surprise. And I gave you an, an A-. minus. Um, I liked most of your picks. The only one that I, I kind of knocked you some points on my grade scale was Amon Ross St. Brown at the 208. I, if it were me, I would have taken Kadarius Tony or Terrace Marshall ahead of him. Um, I think they're more talented, and you know the situation might not be as wide open, but I like those guys better. How'd you grade yourself? I was lower on myself than you. I gave myself a B plus, uh, and what helped me stay afloat was picking Trevor Lawrence. I mean, it's <laughs> easy when you pick the best player that everyone yeah, is hard talking about <laughs> for years. Um, but I, looking back, I wish I wouldn't have picked Amon Ross St. Brown. I think what I did was I looked at opportunity this year, trying to go all in, you know, for the championship. Right. And I saw him as the one that has the best opportunity to get for an immediate impact. But looking back, it's dynasty. Shouldn't have drafted that way. And, um, uh, I wish I would have picked actually one of the two receivers you mentioned ahead of him. So let's go ahead and jump into, uh, the next person, Tim. Um, it's pretty hard, in my opinion, to not have a high draft grade when you have like five or six first round picks, right? Uh, you're getting pretty much all of the top end talent. Uh, I, I was higher on him than you were. I gave him an A plus. Uh, I like almost every player he picked except for Michael Carter. Um, I think Carter will have the opportunity, but he is in rebuilds and there are some players that I would have preferred to have over Carter. Um, Kadarius Tony, Terrace Marshall, uh, Nico Collins, Amari Rogers, just some of the receivers that I like over Carter, uh, because I Carter I think could be a starter there this year, but he's the type of running back that I think next year's draft or in two years there's going to be better talent coming out that they could pick a, a another running back. So um, my thoughts on that. So I gave him a B plus, and Carter the Carter pick I actually gave him an A. And part of my so thoughts you like on, Carter higher than I do. I do, and not even because I think that he is a long-term piece for Tim's team, but I think running backs return immediate value. That's and true. Like, you know, so if if Michael Carter is the starter, you know, by week four or five, he could immediately flip him for um, a second plus, or probably even one of those receivers that you mentioned plus, uh, just because they're. The running backs have immediate value, and, and even in a rebuild, I'm fine with drafting running backs. You know, you don't have to be married to them. Um, I the re- go ahead real quick. I think that he had a phenomenal pick um, at five for Justin Fields. I can't believe a plus. that. I can't More. believe Justin Fields fell to the 105. Yeah. I, I I'm surprised about that too. Um, I thought that was a great pick. He's he was my 102. Justin Fields was. Um, now, his 102 was Kyle Pitts, and as a pick, to me, that was a C pick. That was terrible. It was a bad pick. Yeah, it um, was bad. But I, I almost have to turn it into an A+, because I think he never intended to actually keep Kyle Pitts on his team. I think he always intended to... Um, Take advantage of the Gator fans. Yes, to extort league. someone um, named you know Griff. And, and so getting three first and a second for Kyle Pitts is unbelievable. Like maybe the greatest trade of all time, except for when I 
gave up Kyler Murray for nothing to him. So, <laughs> so I gave him a B plus. I didn't like the Kyle Pitts pick, but the trade was phenomenal. The other pick of his that I didn't really like was Elijah Moore at um, the 110. And the only the reason I didn't like it, I like Elijah Moore as a player, but I 100% would have taken Javante Williams and Devontae Smith over him. Yeah, I definitely would have taken Devonta Smith over Elijah Moore. I really like Elijah Moore. Watching uh, several games of him, um, he looks like he could be the Jets' number one receiver. If not, he's this a year. slot guy, though, isn't he? He doesn't play in the outside. No, yeah, he's definitely a slot guy. But I'm talking about from fantasy purposes. Yeah, I think he could be the Jets' number one producer. I don't. Yeah, I guess I'm never. I don't. I don't know. I I like Devonte Smith much more, and I like. Javante Williams as a high, highly drafted running back over him as well. So those were the only two knocks I had on, on Tim. Yeah, I I questioned the Elijah Moore pick at 110. I think he knew he was going to try and trade the 2-1, which he ended up doing. Um, and he really wanted to have the Elijah Moore-Zach Wilson stack. But yeah. I don't think you should look at it that way. I think you go best available. And right. those three receivers I would have preferred over Moore. Devonta Smith, Rashad Bateman, and Rondell Moore. And I know people knock Bateman because of his landing spot. But, I mean, Bateman's young. And in a lot of analysts, they had him as their number two. Some even had him as their number one receiver. Because he's he's got all the traits you want in a number one receiver. Now, playing for the Ravens, you lose a few pegs. but uh, You lose a lot of pegs. Uh, I don't know if you saw, there was a, a Twitter video today of... Uh, Lamar Jackson throwing a pass uh, to Sammy Watkins. And this is when the Ravens um, social media team put on online and it was a duck. It that spiral was like, it was all over the place. No. I'm thinking like, Ugh, I was hoping great. that he was going to pull a Josh Allen and miraculously. I don't have think so. <laughs> I don't think better, that's happening. Better throwing. So, all right. So next up is Cheezen. Um, I gave him an a minus and, um, to me, one of his picks, Devontae Smith at the 203, was the absolute steal of the draft. Uh, we're talking about Heisman winning wide receiver, which is hasn't happened for decades, uh, who was the third wide receiver picked um, at pick 12, I think, by the Eagles. I know that, again, people are not thrilled about his landing spot just because people aren't sold on Jalen Hurts' throwing ability, and neither am I, but... The Eagles aren't married to Jalen Hurts. Uh, he was only a second-round pick. It's not like they can't just get another guy if it if he sucks. And he, and Devontae Smith comes in as pretty much the unquestioned wide receiver one on that team. Um, Jalen Rager and Dallas Goddard are the next best options. It's wide open. He's he's going to get a hundred plus targets this year, uh, and he's great. I know he's again people flipped out about him being a little bit undersized with his weight. I watched all his tape. He's open. He's just open. He's always open. And I don't even know how. It looks like magic sometimes because he's not not that fast. He's got great body control. He does. If it's thrown anywhere near him, he's going to catch it. And so I, I thought at 203, that was an unbelievable steal. I was trying to get back into the draft to get him, and I couldn't. Um, yeah, I think Tim should have taken him with one of his latter picks. Um I'm in eight dynasty leagues, and I don't think I saw Smith besides this one fall outside yeah. of the first round. I never saw him in the second. Um, and all of them are super flex, so you have the quarterback still, and he was picked in the first round. So I thought that was a great pick. 
what what was your grade for Cheesem? Um, actually, without even seeing your grade, I have I gave him an A minus as well. Nice. I love Najee Harris. Um, I know he wasn't my RB one, but I still think he has the potential to be an RB one in fantasy this year, based on I, opportunity. I um, so to get him in a ten team league, running backs are scarce to begin with, mm-hmm. and then of course Devonta Smith, man. I agree with you. That is a huge steal to get in the second round. He had some other picks I wasn't a huge fan of. Kylan Hill, Tommy Tremble. Um, yeah, other those players were kind of like not great. I definitely would have picked other players instead of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, but Kylan I feel like Hill has to sit behind Aaron Jones. They still have AJ Dillon. Right. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. He base If an injury happens, then yeah, I think he gets some opportunity, but... There's just some other players I would have preferred. Well, yeah, and especially with his his quarterback situation, he has Brady, um, Lamar Jackson, and Jared Goff. I would have taken a shot on Davis Mills instead. You know, like either he, that or Kellen Mond. Right. Did you hear the Vikings were trying everything they could do to trade up um, to snipe Justin Fields? That I mean, I believe it. And so it's there. I, Kirk Cousins is there for the next two years. Right. Barring some craziness. Um, so whatever quarterback they were going to get, I think was going to have to sit at least a year. So, I mean, now Kellen Mond will be two years. Uh, I, I agree. I would have taken a flyer on Mond or Davis Mills. So. Uh, other than that, I think his Devontae Smith pick makes up for those later flyers anyway. Like, I, yeah. I would be thrilled if I was him coming out of this draft. Absolutely. Uh, his running back core is crazy now. Najee Harris, CMC, Nick Chubb. Yeah, it's it's nasty. Now, yeah. like, there's no depth there, but if his team stays healthy, and plus Ridley now with Julio gone is going to be an absolute monster. Yeah, um, his team is going to be better than I think people think. Jumping into the next person, uh, one with the most picks in this year's draft was Clint. Um, I gave him a B minus. Uh, might be a little bit harsh, but with having how many picks he had. I feel like he should have gone different routes. I loved his first round. I would have went Justin Fields over Trey Lance. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, is going to be great with Joe Burrow teaming back up. Um, But going into the later rounds is where I think that some of the things I just didn't care for. Uh, I didn't like the Pat Fryermuth. I didn't like the Kyle Trask. Not that I don't like those players. There were just other talents that I had ranked higher personally that I would have much rather had. Well, Um, Fryermuth was my uh, reach of the draft. I thought that was the, the biggest reach in the whole draft. My, I mean, he also had my worst pick uh, was Kyle Trask. Uh, I mean, Kyle Trask is going to have to sit for two years. That's great probably for Clint's team who's, you know, rebuilding. So he doesn't want to score a lot of points. But uh, I think you could have gotten him in the third rounds. And there were some receivers that I would have much rather had over Kyle Trask. Tony is one of them. I mean, the, Tony was drafted in the first round of the NFL draft. I would I would take that all day over Trask. So I gave him a B minus. Yeah, I, I gave him an A minus. Um, I agree with what you're saying. Like part of the reason Pat Fryermuth was my reach of the draft, and then Kyle Trask was yours, is Kadarius Tony and Terrace Marshall were still sitting there. Now he did get Terrace Marshall, um, but for Kadarius to pass Kadarius Tony for a tight end going to Pittsburgh and a a guy you know is probably the third string quarterback for a year and maybe the second string next year. Like you're hoping that he's a starter in three years. 
Um, I didn't like it. I, I even I would have picked Nico Collins over either one of those guys as well. Um, maybe even Amari Rogers, uh, Deami Brown. So I didn't like those picks. I thought that they were definitely reaches, and then he could have got them later. But I did think his first round was good. I again, I like Justin Fields over Trey Lance as well, but I think it's a solid pick. And Jamar Chase was great at the 106. I think that's fantastic. Um, and even Mac Jones at the 202, I thought was pretty solid, especially for his team. Um, yeah, I didn't mind the Mac Jones. It would have been hard for me to pass up on Smith um, over Mac Jones. I mean. Uh, I would have preferred probably Smith instead of the Mac Jones pick, but based on his team, quarterbacks definitely were in need, and they picked him in the first round, so I, I can't blame him there. I mean, Mac Jones is going to suck. He's a Patriot, and he's going to be garbage, <laughs> but for the value, it's it's fine. I saw an article come out today that Cam Newton is apparently mastering the playbook or something like that. I hope so. so. He's for he sale. Is. If anyone he's... wants to buy him, hit me up. Mac Jones is potentially going to be sitting on the bench, which, again, doesn't hurt Clint any because he wants to have the 101 next year. Right. Uh, Next up on our list, we have Tom Quigg. I gave him an A for this draft. Um, His first pick was the 201, and he got Javante Williams. He traded up. To get that pick. Yep. Well, he succeeded, and I thought it was – a great pick. I think he gave up two later seconds um, to get that done. The five and seven. Yeah. And so he traded Michael Carter and Rondale Moore for Javante Williams. And to me, that's a slam dunk. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's an, uh, an a plus all day. Um, he followed up with Josh Palmer in the third round, a wide receiver for the chargers. That's fine. You know, I, th- I think that there's a void there. Um, I I would have preferred some other guys like Nico Collins again, but Josh Palmer is not a bad pick. And then he just kind of like decided he needed a running back, and just picked three random guys, um, which were okay. Not bad dart I, throws. Yeah, we're talking about the fourth and fifth round, so it's not. It's hard to go wrong there if you're going to take a dart throw that that late. I like doing it on running backs just because you you kind of find out within one season whether they're going to be a thing or not, usually. Um, so overall, I gave him an A. What'd you do? Or how'd you uh, grade him? B minus. Javante Williams was my favorite running back this year. Um, I tried trading up. Uh, obviously, when I was relaying the message for Quig uh, to Tim, I knew that I wasn't going to be able to trade because Tim was all about getting extra picks. I did offer him two seconds as well. Um, of course, mine was the 208 and his... Tim's pick next year, but uh, Javante Williams, man, I, I really like him. He may split the backfields with Melvin Gordon this year, uh, or they may just run the crap out of Gordon in his last year and save Williams while he learns. Uh, but I think there's opportunity there, especially if Gordon gets injured. And even moving forward, he's going to be the RB1 there. Yeah, I, I kind of view it as the same way that it was with J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram last year. I think it, it might start off a little slow with Javante Williams, but he's going to be he's more a, talented. Yeah, and talent's going to win out, and and I think that offense is ascending as soon as they get a quarterback who's not garbage. Uh, I liked Josh Palmer. Um, some of his later round flyers, I would have preferred a couple other people, 
Uh, but again, you're talking about the fourth and fifth round. They're all dart throws. Most of the time they are on waivers in a year or two anyways. So right. Javion uh, Hawkins, I think, was a great pick because of they really don't have a whole bunch of depth there. Uh, I know we see Davis in a lot of his quad pictures, but... Yeah, I don't know. I don't I don't really like Javion Hawkins just because he's a tiny little dude. He is tiny. Running back. 5'8", but... like 180 pounds, something like that. Yeah, sometimes those guys can, you know, string together a good season or two, like a satellite back. But I think dart throws on running backs later, if uh, you didn't already mention it, is the way to go because you know very quickly if they're going to pan out in the NFL or not. And you don't have to sit them on your waiver. You don't have to worry about making space to promote them off the taxi squad. Um, Whereas with receivers, sometimes it takes three to four years for breakouts. And I got Jalen Hurd space. still on my taxi in a league. Yeah. It's, it's going into his third year. I have no idea if he's good or not. I don't have a clue. Right. Um, so it wasn't a bad bad draft for Tom at all, especially not having like a whole bunch of draft capital in the earlier rounds. Yeah. Uh, so let's move on into Devin's grade. Uh, obviously, you liked his draft way better than I did. <laughs> What'd you grade him? Uh, I gave him a C+. Plus. Um, there was a lot of talent out there that I liked pretty much over all of his picks. Um, and, the, and the reason why I wasn't... So Trey Sermon, that backfield is just loaded. Is Moster going to be the guy? Is Gallman going to be the guy? Jeff Wilson going to be the guy? Trey Sermon? That Plus they drafted Eliza Mitchell. Um, so I would have just preferred to take one of the uh, more top-end receivers. Um and I don't know if Cheezen would have done it, but man, if I was Devin, I would have been trying to move, do anything to move from 204 to the 203. He wouldn't Smith. have. Cheezen wouldn't have. I don't think so. But to, real quick, to go back to what I was saying, Amari Rogers, I think, could be great. What scared me off of Amari Rogers is the Aaron Rodgers news. If Aaron Rodgers is there and they don't bring anyone else in, I think Amari Rodgers could be legitimately a WR2 this year in fantasy. Um, but if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, who knows what Aaron Rodgers is going to be. And I personally like Diami Brown over Rodgers, um, and he could have had him instead. So I I know I was lower on him, but what would you give him? So I I gave Devin an A+, actually. I think he was my highest grade of the draft. I know he didn't have um, that many picks, but I thought Trey Sermon was a great pick at that spot. Um, I kind of prefer him. I mean, I think maybe I would have liked Rondale more over him, but um, maybe Terrace Marshall, but barely. It's close, and I think he has a good shot to, to come away with that job. Um, Jeff Wilson is already hurt, by the way. And he I got did hurt. see Trey Sermon's actually getting some Team 1 reps. He's, <laughs> he's the only running back in OTAs there right now. All the other guys are, are like, passed on it, so good for him. Um, so I and I like Trey Sermon. Um, he was my I ranked him as my running back four going into the draft, and um, you know so he got drafted as the running back four in fantasy. Uh, and um, you know it, it's a muddy backfield, but I don't think it will always stay that way. And so I think it's a good pick. Um, I I like Amari Rogers because yeah, there's downsides if Aaron Rodgers isn't there, but there's a lot of upside if he is there. And in the third round, getting a guy that could be the second target for Aaron Rodgers, I'm thrilled about. I thought Davis Mills was a, an amazing pick 
in the fourth round because he's probably going to get some playing time this year. I don't think Deshaun Watson is going to play this year. And um, and even with all this stuff going on, Deshaun Watson still has basically said he's not going to play for the Texans. He's gone. Uh, Davis Mills was the first pick that they made in the draft. Houston had almost no picks. And in the third round, their very first pick, they took this guy, a quarterback. Um, I think he's going to get an opportunity. And in the fourth round, if you can get a guy that you think is going to get a chance you know, soon, that's great. Um, and then he followed it up with Brevin Jordan in the fifth round, a tight end that Houston drafted uh, highly as well. And I love that too um, because they don't have one and they have so few pass catchers that I think that guy's going to get an opportunity as well. You know, these are all dart throws. Um Right. After Trey Sermon, but I think they were really great dart throws, and so that's why I gave him an A plus. Yeah, I picked Davis Mills in a couple of leagues just in case he does get opportunity from year year one. Right, and you know we see that kind of stuff happen. Like, um, I just blanked on his his name, the Jacksonville guy, um, Gardner Minshew. Minshew, yeah, he was a dart throw, and he catapulted in value immediately and that's all it takes really if if davis mills can string together like a couple of okay fantasy games in a row then that bet has paid off for a fourth round pick yeah um next up we have alex i gave him a b plus um in this draft i thought that the Kadarius tony pick was awesome um and um I thought some of the others were good, and some of them I just kind of hated. Like, I thought Chuba Hubbard was kind of a crappy pick. Um, because you, you, what are you drafting? Like, maybe CMC's backup, and you don't even have CMC? Like, I didn't I didn't like that pick. He could um, be a league winner if something happens to CMC, and he's the backup. Well, maybe, but that's assuming that he has a a talent level high enough to take care of, of that, that kind of a workload. And I just don't think that he does. I liked his pass catching ability. I think he's fast. Um, but I don't really think he's going to see the field um, outside of an injury. And then at that spot, I'm not drafting guys that I think could only get a shot based on injury. You know, I want more upside than that. Um, he did get Dammy Brown in the fourth round, which I thought was great. And then the other picks are fine. Kellen Mond, Anthony Schwartz, Seth Williams. So I gave him a B plus. What'd you have for him? I gave him an A minus. He had my steal of the draft in Kadarius Tony, first round wide receiver, who after the draft we found out that a ton of GMs and head coaches for some reason really wanted to get Tony on their team. Yeah. I think there's like five or six teams that were targeting Tony. Well so when I don't you hear that. I don't know if you heard Urban Meyer uh, at Jacksonville basically said that they were super bummed that Tony got picked. He was yeah. going to be their pick. And so and they settled people, for Travis Etienne. Right. And more people came out saying the same thing, that they had Tony as their number one pick, uh, but got sniped or obviously they were targeting him. So when you hear that, these people do it for a living. And to hear like five or six teams that really wanted Tony, obviously they see something in him. Cause I wasn't a huge fan of him. I know he's fast, but I felt like he dropped a lot of balls. Yeah, he from the tape that I watched, he's the kind of guy that he he's dynamic with the ball in his hands. The hard part is getting it in his hands, you know. Um, right. So to get 
a number one or first round NFL pick in the third round to me is crazy. So yeah. I, I gave him props. I couldn't believe that Tony fell that far. Like, I, and looking back, I regret not picking him with one yeah, of I my say, picks. You're, you're part of the problem here. <laughs> I am. 208. I, where were you? I, I'm admitting it. Uh, that definitely was a pick I should have made was Kadir's Tony at 208. Taking a flyer on, on him. I really like Diami Brown. I know that that's a, a crowded receiving core. Uh, but well, not that crowded. Not really. There's two I mean, guys. That's true. There's only two guys. So he could see the field from day one. Um, I think he's a talented receiver, but I also really liked the Kellen Mond pick because I know a couple analysts out there that had him pretty, he's raw, but when you have two years to mold him and, and see what you have, I mean, why not take a dart throw in the fourth round on potential starter? Yeah, and he can just sit on his taxi squad for exactly. two years. And then he should know. know by then, because I think Kirk, right. they can move off Cousins legitimately in two years, so mm-hmm. we, he would know. And if not, then, all right, throw away cut the fourth him. rounder and cut him. Yep. The other two, Seth Williams I really liked. I didn't like his landing spot. Um, That's a crowded receiver room. If yeah. They have, like, everybody. And, and I did like Seth Williams, because he's got the size that you want for an X. But, I mean, they have... Uh, Cortland Sutton, they have Jerry Judy, they have Noah Fant, they have... Um, Tim Patrick yeah. is still there, KJ Hamler. So, I I mean, again, in the fifth rounds, we're just nitpicking. Yeah. Uh, but I, I gave him an A- because I did pretty much like all of his picks. The Chuba Hubbard one, I was a bit lower on, but the way I look at it is that could be a league winner, and he could potentially turn. If something were to happen to CMC and Chuba Hubbard is the backup, turn around and sell him for... Higher than the 309. Yeah. You could make a profit. Yeah, that's true. For not having a lot of top picks after doing a lot of trades, uh, I really liked what he came away with. Yeah, his trade grade is an F. Oh, yeah. FYI. Trade grade is an F for giving up the whole world for Kyle Pitts and also tanking for Trevor and then selling the pick. Come on, man. I mean, I'm okay with it. I ended up with Stop trading, Griff. (laughs) Stop trading. Except for to me. Send Cortland Sutton my way. So let's, uh, last but not least, the league champion, Patrick. What'd you give Patrick? Well, in my rankings, he's last and he is also least. Um, I gave him a C minus. I know he only had two picks, but I thought they were both crappy. Um, like, so he picked Des Fitzpatrick at the 310. And again, like, I think Des Fitzpatrick sucks. Um, He's not fast. He's not. He was not like a huge contributor in college. He didn't come out early. He played all four years, uh, so he's old. He's 23 years old as a rookie. Um, I thought that was a bad pick, especially again with Diami Brown on the board. Uh, I like even uh, like Cornell Powell or Elijah Mitchell. I like more than him. Um, some of these quarterbacks, Davis Mills, I thought would have been a good solid pick there. Um, honestly, I even like some of the tight ends that went in the fifth round better than him. Brevin Jordan and Hunter Long. Those guys were all higher on my board than um, Des Fitzpatrick. And then his pick in the fifth round, Jamie Newman. If you don't know who the hell that is, um, it's because nobody does. He he was an undrafted uh, quarterback that got signed by Philly. And that feels like a hedge on um, Jalen Hurts. And I just thought that was a, a bad pick. I know it's the, like near the end of the fifth round, 
but I like Hunter Long over him. And I liked like 10 guys that were on the waiver wire more than him too. Like I think if he hadn't drafted him, that guy would still be sitting on our waiver wire. So I gave him a C minus. I was a little higher on him, B minus. I obviously being a Titans fan, am somewhat biased. I expected them to draft a receiver. I wanted them to do one in the first or second rounds to get one of the top or, or the higher rated receivers. But he was the first receiver the Titans drafted and they have holes um, I know that you and I were talking before we started this, and you see him as their fourth option. But if he has a strong offseason or uh, training camp, he could almost, if they don't trade for Julio, he could slide right in and be the WR2. I and see. I don't I don't believe that for a second. I think now, Josh Reynolds is far more talented than him. And I there are players that I would have preferred over Des Fitzpatrick. I'm just arguing that I thought Des wasn't a horrible pick. I would have preferred Diami Brown. And based on Patrick's need and not having a couple pit or having to wait some picks, I wouldn't have minded Kellen Munn or Davis Mills there taking a reach on a quarterback uh, because none of those guys were going to fall to him. I mean, his next pick was in the fifth round, so I wouldn't have right. scolded him at 310 for picking one of those flyers. The Newman one, I didn't like at all. Uh, I mean, he only had two picks. I, I agree with you. I think Newman, he could have gotten off the waivers still to today. Yeah, it felt like he was handcuffing a, a quarterback with a bad quarterback. Yeah. Like, there are some quarterbacks you want to roster as a backup, but if the backup sucks, then who cares? You're not going to start that guy. Um, so, I don't know. Like, it would... Maybe he's the biggest gem of the draft. He's an undrafted free agent that fell through the cracks. He's the next Brady. But I doubt it very much. And um, so, to me, that feels like he just kind of threw that pick in the garbage. Yeah, I think you're right. He was just trying to hedge the Jalen Hurts unknown. Right. But I think Hurts has a one year to prove. If he doesn't do well this year, then they're not going to go to Jamie Newman. I think they'll yeah, the draft think next gonna... year. <laughs> I don't think so. So I gave him a B minus. I was a little bit higher on him than you were, but I'm sure I'll catch some flack for that. But whatever. absolutely, you will. I was lower on Devin than you were. So for the Foxes, we know listen to this, and they're going to both both hate us. <laughs> Uh, honorable mention, myself and Sean drafted no busts. Not one of our draft picks will bust because um, we traded all of them away and didn't win anything. So How that sucks. is it during a draft, because I have yet to experience this, um, to not have any draft picks? Not even like in a f- fourth or fifth round to flyers just for it's the It's pretty boring. It. Like, it's boring. And, you know, it's hard to trade into a draft without giving up picks like yeah. nobody wants players during the draft they only want picks rookie fever is a thing yeah and um so like i couldn't get like i, I was honestly i wanted to get back in to get javante williams or Devonte smith at the the top of the second there and i just couldn't so yeah it was pretty boring i mean i had five other drafts going so it wasn't the end of the world but it's lame i don't really want to do that again do you have picks next year i do i don't have my first but i have all my others plus like an extra third so next year i'll have a grade a real one (laughs) a plus i think that's it um for all of your complaints please text theo directly and leave me out of it and uh we'll talk to you next time thanks for trying 
try and get one out next month or once a month or something yeah like maybe that. once training camp starts and we have a little more going on we're kind of in that fantasy dead zone right now but um soon i think we'll have another episode maybe our our uh breakout candidates or top off-season buys or something like that sounds good until next time guys see ya